The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Freaking first cut. Golly. Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, uh, and I forgot what this is. Round two recap for this week's Wyndham Championship. I was going to bring you in first, Greg. I was so excited to bring you in, and I lost track of what round it is. Greg Ducharme, good to see you, bud. Well, I'm really here, and this really is the second round. Um, and look, I mean, I, I love doing the I love doing the the second round um, spot here. I, th- I think it's a great time in the tournament for a little recap. So I, I love doing Friday nights with you, Rick. Um, it, it always seems like on these episodes, a lot of stuff comes up that ends up resurfacing on Sunday, which is um, really interesting to me. So I, I've enjoyed doing these with you. Yeah, it's very, it's very true. Now we've got a couple of different angles we have to take. We're going to do our regular kind of top of the leaderboard who could win the Wyndham championship. But on the other side, we've got all of these huge implications. There are now guys who have officially been eliminated from playoff contention. There are guys who are uh, kind of on the verge of doing some of these, you know, these out outside shots of what they needed before the week. We've got some guys playing well. So there's a lot to talk about, Greg. Um, let's just, yeah. let's just jump into the top here. It's, it's Russell Henley. As we talk here on this Friday, evening he is still out on the course he has four holes to play and he has been fairways greens and rolling in a bunch of putts all day long he has extended his lead he is now as i speak three shots clear at 13 under par and he looks great he does he looks really really solid um you mentioned hitting a lot of fairways he's at nine of 12 so far today he hit 10 yesterday as well um and and what's really scary about this well maybe i mean it's scary in my opinion I, i'm curious to get yours rick um he's not really doing it with his iron play he's not gaining a lot anyway he is hitting greens which is very helpful he hit 14 yesterday he's hit 12 through 14 holes today but where he's really excelling is with the putter so right now you think about what we discussed on monday how driving accuracy and putting are kind of our two highlighted areas um mm-hmm. statistically those are the two areas Russell Henley is doing really well in right now. So, um, yeah, he's he's tied 12th in driving accuracy. He's second in strokes game putting, and that's a formula for beating the Wyndham. Yeah, and he's been, I mean, he's been good this year, right? I mean, he missed the country really Open good. Championship, which is the last time that he played, right? But he has... He has those three consecutive top 20s uh, before the Open Championship, and those actually kind of look worse, right? I mean, he was the 54-hole leader at the U.S. Open before finishing T13. Yeah. I mean, he has played a lot of really good golf this summer, and it would not supr- – like, I, I don't have any reason to think he's going away anytime soon. No, one of the better players in the field. He's had a lot of close calls. He's had a lot of experience and contention this year. I was thinking about this earlier today when he started really making his run. We've talked about him on Friday night at least three times this year. Yes, and, and Friday I mean, Friday night staple on this show. Right. 
<laughs> and we don't talk about everybody. We we uh, on on these recaps, we're really close to the top of the lead. And you may throw a guy um, from from way back in there, someone you think may win. But as for real topics of discussion, we're getting into the guys top two, three, four guys, um, top five guys max. And he's been in there on a number of occasions um, and as the leader a couple times, too. So, yeah, this is no surprise at all. The chase pack is at 10 under par. All three of those guys are in Scott Piercy, Webb Simpson, Rory Sabatini. Let's talk about Webb Simpson because it wouldn't be a Wyndham championship without Webb. He got off to a slow start on Thursday, immediately turned that around, and it was nothing but good vibes for Webb at Sedgefield here on Friday. He made an eagle on five, a birdie on six, two more birdies at eight and nine. He did give one back at 17, but when all is said and done, it was a Friday 65, and we are going to go into the weekend with Webb Simpson right at the top of the leaderboard. Uh, surprise, 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 um, surprise. <laughs> Webb Simpson at this venue. Um, it's crazy. Well, it's crazy. But the other thing is leading in, this is the first time this year that he's really had a chance to get into a rhythm. Um, it's the first time he's played two weeks in a row since masters to RBC heritage. That's in April. Wow. Um, so, so it's been a long time. He had that neck injury. He had a uh, bout with the flu. He was sick for a while. I think it was COVID actually. So he had he, COVID. Don't call it the yeah. flu, Greg. We're going to get a lot of, um, it's going to be a big uproar about yeah, that. He, he had, had, he had COVID. <laughs> uh, when, when we spoke to him, he called it the flu at first and then mentioned COVID. So I was doing, I was copying him. I, yeah, he had, he had COVID-19. And so now he's finally, he missed, remember Rick, he missed the chance to go play at Congaree. He missed, um, uh, the Wells Fargo. Well, hollow. Yeah. That's like, I mean, you know, you know, you're in a tough, a tough place physically. And I think he's, I think he cited the neck injury for Quail Hollow. When you don't play yeah. uh, at the course that you have a house on, like you, it's it's a great example of how this summer has gone for Webb. Right, and and he had this opportunity to drive to all these tournaments and he was so excited about that and he didn't get to play in any of them. So um, yeah. th there, there hasn't been that, um, that opportunity for Webb to really find a rhythm so far this year. And I, I feel like he's finally, he played well at the open uh, travels back, takes a week off. Now all of a sudden he plays well at, in Memphis and here we go again, right into Wyndham where he has just, dominated i mean it, it sound it'll sound like i'm joking a little bit um but here rick 65 is like par if he came out and said this golf course um sedgefield is just a par 65 for me you you really i mean you kind of chuckle a little bit but if he said 66 he'd be right on the money because his scoring average in the 12 events that he's played um and he's only missed one cut okay so you, you do the math there's a he's not missing rounds his scoring average is 66.6. This says 6.7. My guess is that's 6.66 repeating. So 66.66 is his scoring average through his entire career here at the Wyndham. Um, and so opening it up with 65.65 is just right on par. He's like two under or, you know, something like that. Yeah, um, right. he's just just, just cruising. The other two guys who are at 10 under, these are some pretty good storylines. Scott Piercy, who started the week number 126 in the FedEx Cup standings. Greg, I'm not sure if you've heard. 125 gets you into the playoffs. So one of our bubble boys who had some work to do. And the other is Rory Sabatini, who, you know, this is 
this is a really great, a really interesting storyline. He goes, uh, he was playing horribly. Let's be real. He's playing horribly. He goes to Tokyo. He wins the silver with a scorching Sunday. He comes back to a place that he's got a couple of top tens at and he's found the mojo. Now he's still, he still has work to do. I believe he needs to finish. Uh, there's depending on what other guys do, but basically T six or better to make sure that he gets into the playoffs. So there is still work to be done for these guys. Right. If, if you look at the projection right now for Rory Sabatini, he's start came in 141st, as you mentioned, um, he would finish 95th. If, if he finished and tied in a, I guess, what is that? A uh, three-way tie for second. Correct. So you start doing the math on this and the way the FedEx cup points work, they reward the really high finishers. So if you're playing just kind of a, a mediocre round, there are some really, really, really good examples here. Um, for instance, Sung J.M. is in tied 21st and he's lost the spot. Uh, he's lost two spots. He's two projected spots. to. Right. So a T22 doesn't really do you anything. It, it doesn't do you any good. So there's a lot of risk out there. You have to play well and these guys have to finish strong. They're in position to do so. Um and and their back is definitely up against the wall for both he and Piercy because they um, um, Scott Piercy as well came in at 126 as you mentioned a T21 may not get it done for him it might because he's he's so close it depends on who's ahead of him but there, there's a lot of work to be done they really got to finish strong over these next two rounds under a lot of pressure. At minimum, leading into the week, Scott Piercy needed a 34th place finish. Now, that is also very dependent on what other guys around him have done. So at, at minimum, he needs a 34th. He is he is well below that. Um, and, and, and as mentioned, Sabatini needs something closer to a sixth place finish. Uh, Greg, I want to talk more about the guys because we already have some that are that are out and we've got some that still need to do some work. I want to look at the betting board from our friends over at Caesars. But first... We're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. It's a really fine line creating workout clothes that are great in the gym and workout clothes that are also great to look at outside the gym. And Viore has threaded that needle. They are designed to work out in, but they don't look like it. They don't feel like it. And it's incredibly comfortable stuff, whether you are running, training, swimming, doing yoga, running errands, lounging around the house. It really doesn't matter. These are versatile clothes. You'll find me often in the men's Sunday performance jogger because I, I like the jogger situation that goes on down at the bottom, but they're very comfortable. Uh, they've got a little bit of a shorter inseam, so they're not as bulky as, as other pants or other joggers that I have seen out there. And I've really enjoyed how they work both in and out of the gym. So now here's what you can do for four, our listeners, uh, first time purchasers are getting 20% off. All you have to do is go to viori.com slash first. That's V-U-O-R-I.com slash first. Again, not only will you receive 20% off your first order, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75. And here's my favorite part, free returns. Yeah, go check it out. Viori.com slash first and discover the versatility of Viori clothing. And we're back. Caesars Sportsbook has not Webb Simpson, but Russell Henley as the favorite, which makes sense. He's three shots clear with a couple of holes to play here on a Friday evening, Greg. He is plus 200 with Webb at plus 350. So uh, I almost called him William Hill. Caesars has two golfers that are shorter than 12 to 1 because the next shortest odds are Rory Sabatini at 12 to 1. Which 
it makes total sense, right? You yes. have the front runner and you have the front runner coming in. Um, yes. the guy whose tournament this is, who's he, he's at uh 10 under right now. It if, if he plays to his average, he probably finishes at 17 under par. Um, so he's going to be a factor. Webb's going to be a factor. Uh, and you know, Russell Henley with all of his recent experience is going to be a factor here. So unfortunately, those are the two guys that I really like. You're just not getting great numbers on them. You're not getting great odds on them. So who are some of the other guys who can give you, um, who can give you a run? Uh, Justin Rose is a really interesting case to me right now. Uh, and coming into the week, I was not very high on Justin Rose at all. Uh, I said, if, if he plays well, it's out of sheer willpower, uh, which he has the ability to do, and he's shown it in the past. But what I love that Justin Rose is doing this week, that in all the recent, in the past two or three years, every event that he's really contended in, it's all been because of short game and putting. And so far this week, Justin Rose is tied second strokes gain approach the green and his around the green stuff is just he's slightly gaining around the green. He's slightly gaining on the greens. He hasn't done anything crazy um, with the with the flat stick. So I, I don't know about you, Rick, but he, he would be a, a long shot that I would really um, a longer shot that I would really take a, a serious look at. Yeah, so there, there's three for me. Um, one of them was Justin Rose. He's 14 to one. He's, as Greg mentioned, second in the field in strokes gained approach. That is kind of different than the way he has been doing it in a much more encouraging sign. I don't mind Rory Sabatini at 12. I think we might have a situation where you have a guy who's found something, who's got the hot hand, who knows he needs to finish very highly, and he's played well here before. I don't mind that at all. The one that's kind of uh, the model or a little bit further is Kevin Streelman. And Streelman is 20 five to one he is only two shots back of second right now so it'll a lot will depends on how far henley kind of extends and how he plays on the weekend uh but streelman is let's see he is uh ball striking the absolute heck out of it he is gaining over three strokes off the tee that's one of the best players in the field he's gaining strokes on approach his putter has been good if he can ride that for two more rounds i i I wouldn't mind it so those three sabatini rose and streelman are the three that i'm feeling from further down the board um, and would you add Ke- the other Kevin in there? I mean, we had our Kevin talk on Monday. Kevin, Kevin Nas right, sitting right there. He just, Kevin Nas to me has just win equity. He has the ability to go and you feel like he can go out and shoot 62 tomorrow. Um, he's at six under right now. Um, and he's not hitting, I, I guess he's hitting it pretty well. He's hitting yeah, it he's well hitting to his irons. Um, yeah. so he would be another guy I would look at, but I told you, Rick, the Kevins were, were coming to play. There is a fourth Kevin in this field, Greg, that we never that we did not talk about this week. Do you know who it is? So it was it was Nah Streelman Kisner. Those were uh, the three we talked about. Those were the three <laughs> we talked about. Um, who is the the other? Ke- I I don't know. Kevin Tway. Kevin Tway. Oh, I didn't know he was playing. I didn't see I, him at all. I I would not have gotten that. I just searched Kevin. He didn't on the- fit, fit into the conversation. <laughs> I did a control F on Kevin. That's how I found him. Yeah. Um, okay. yeah. So, okay. So here's, here's what we've got. The, we we're through two rounds. So we've, we've, we've made a cut. We have a situation where, uh, we have some of these playoff scenarios, playoff scenarios. Playoffs. Uh, thank you. Uh, determined. And it's Ricky Fowler, uh, who is going to be on the outside looking in. And- 
There we go. We're going to hit them all right now. He started the week 130th, Greg, his missed cut. Thanks to a three over score through two rounds already puts him in 135th and uh, there's no way for him to make this up. So Ricky Fowler is going to uh, fail to make the playoffs for, I think it was like for the first time in his career. Is that right? I'll look that up, but that sounds right. He's out. Out. Um, Yeah. It's extremely disappointing for me. Um, because partly because he didn't play the Barracuda and it just puts so much mm. pressure on one. Mm-hmm. It, it puts so much pressure on one event and it just, it brings up questions. I don't even want to ask about him. So um, uh, I, I was looking at Ricky as a guy heading in the right direction. I thought he was a guy who needed reps. He seemed like a guy who was playing where it was one bad round that was holding him back from real contention um, in every tournament. I mean, it, it was like 10 tournaments in a row, uh, eight of 10 tournaments or something where he had a round of 75 or higher and he was making the cut for the most part. And um, so I, I thought Ricky was close. That's usually a sign to me that a guy is ready technically or really close to ready technically. And they need tournament reps. They need to be in the heat of battle. They need to learn how to play. And, and that's when you start playing golf, not golf swing. And you have to play in order to improve in that aspect. You can't do that on the range. So I, I thought he he needed reps. I thought he should have played Barracuda. Um, and he could have – maybe his game just isn't ready. And it, maybe it's not where I thought it was. And um, I guess we're going to find out in about a month. Yes, it is the first time he has missed the playoffs in his career. I just confirmed that 2009 was the last time there was a FedEx Cup playoffs without Ricky Fowler in it. Francesco Molinari also on the outside looking in, but I'm just, he played 14 times this season. I'm just yeah. going to pass that up. We'll go to some other guys here. Uh, yeah. Tommy Fleetwood still has a shot. Uh, whether it is, uh, uh, I mean, it's a pretty good shot. He is tied 22 as we speak on this Friday evening with a couple of guys still to play a hole or two. He needs to finish inside the top 10. So Tommy Fleetwood has at least positioned himself, Greg, to try to make a run over the final 36. Yeah, and um, he's hanging around with putting, which is very unlike Tommy Fleetwood right now. He's he's 18th. 18 through two rounds today. Wasn't as good a putting day as yesterday. He had a real made 120 feet of putts yesterday. So he, he putted really well. He's hit a lot of greens of regulation, uh, which is really nice. Although he hasn't given himself the, the birdie look. So I, I would say he has a, a pretty good chance. He, he needs a hot round. The, the 66 yesterday, he made some birdie. He made a couple too many mistakes. Um, he made a couple too many mistakes today that that um the back nine I, I think it was his first nine but the back nine was um a little disappointing two bogeys in the last four holes so he's got to clean that kind of stuff up but I, I think tommy fleetwood has a real chance of of making the playoffs yeah making bogey on 15 is like losing two yeah. shots to the field that's tough to and do. that's uh, kind of been like the story of his year yeah Hasn't been great. Two two final guys here. Uh, Adam Scott, Justin Rose. Adam Scott uh, is, as of this moment, uh, doing a good job because he started the week 121st, so he was inside the line. He is currently 124th because he is in T41. He needs to finish inside the top 50. So he's if it ended right now, he'd be in. Justin Rose, on the other hand, let's see here. Rose needs another good finish. He needs the top 10 as well. And Rosie 
is currently in a tie for fifth, one shot off a second place, four shots off the leader, shot a 65 on Saturday to go with his Thursday 66. Um, so I'll start with Rosie. Um, he, I feel really good about him because of what we talked about earlier with his iron play. I love his grit, his toughness. He, he, I never question whether or not Justin Rose cares. Um, is Ricky Fowler looking ahead to next season before he tees it up this week? It feels like it. I don't know if that's true or not. With Justin Rose, he is redlining it, um, to use one of Tiger's <laughs> terms, every time he tees it up. So I, I love that about him. Um, it, it's You're never going to get him to quit, which is really cool to me. The thing that I worry about when, when you're dealing with these kind of margins, top 10 um, in an event like this, you play one pedestrian round and it becomes yeah. a real stretch. You go shoot 70 tomorrow, even 69, and all of a sudden Sunday becomes um, an incredibly difficult day. So if, if I'm Justin Rose, I'm playing this, I'm playing right now with my eyes set not on a top 10. I don't want to deal with what he dealt with in 2018 at the Tour Championship, like hanging on for that T5 to win the FedEx Cup. This is, I need to go win this event to put all questions aside. The our friends over at Data Golf. So I just realized this. They're they're doing like probabilities to make the FedEx Cup playoffs. They have rose right at fifty percent. So this is yeah. this is a coin flip, baby. Let's go. It, this is gonna be yeah. a fun weekend. I understand I, that might be a little that might be a little high. Like that might be a little generous. I I think he can do it. Um, but it feels. I don't know where they get that number from. They know they would know more than me, but it, it feels like statistically it would be more likely that he wouldn't based on what he's done throughout the entirety of the year. Because this, uh, I don't know, there's just some real questions about where his game is, but I, I do love his um, mental toughness. We'll see lots of things to be played for all weekend long not just for first or for top five or for top 10 somebody might finish 41st and be celebrating and fist pumping as they leave the scoring tent so uh lots of exciting action to come the rest of the way for the Wyndham championship and we'll have you covered after each and every round but for now let me thank producer jacob he does all the hard work behind the scenes that right there that's greg ducharme you can find him on twitter at the real gfd and you can find me at rick ron good this has been the first cut and we'll catch you next time Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.